for thoughts, ideas and observations around how to improve performance and the results you're able to achieve. Welcome back to the Effective Challenge podcast this week's episode. Uh, I hope it finds you really well uh, and that you've had a, a terrific week. Uh, thanks to people that uh, passed on comments from last week's episode, episode 33, which was which was really all about making difficult decisions and, and me sharing 10 ideas of the, some of the things that, that I do. Uh, the focus of this week's episode is, is based on a question that somebody asked me uh, relating to that episode. In it, I talk about the concept of, of having what I described as the virtual mastermind group. Effectively, this is a, a, a group of people that, that you either you actually know or you know of and you know them reasonably well. And when you've got a decision to make, you would, um, in your head or on paper, just ask that group of people what what their advice is of course that relies on uh, being able to use our imagination and the question that somebody asked me uh, which is i think a really interesting question and certainly not the first time i've been asked it that sounds good but i i don't have an imagination so how could that help me and that that's a really interesting one to ponder if you step back from it. I think it's a great, as I say, a, a great question. I can uh, I can definitely share that that is something that I, I have said before and probably on occasion probably still do say I haven't got a great imagination. And a number of years ago, crikey, uh, 10 years ago, I was working with a coach and we explored this topic. And I had... Uh, what I would consider uh, quite a a substantial bit of fresh insight around my personal imagination. And I thought, given that the person had asked this question, uh, it would be good to share that. So I would say that the insight I got probably has been, yeah, it's a game changer. It's a game changer on on a number of levels. And, you know, the insight that I got was, I can tend to perhaps dwell on things that have happened in the past that maybe maybe haven't gone so well or could find myself spending a bit bit too much time focusing on the future and imagining how things may or may not work. Now some of that is is useful and healthy and can really can really help sort of spot opportunities, um, think about things, how you would approach different conversations, different activities, you know, relating to the episode last week, how I'd approach different decisions. However, there's a point where that, that probably goes a little bit too far. And I can sometimes find myself uh, overly dwelling on a topic and building it in my imagination into something 
that it probably just isn't. Uh, and sometimes that can get described as uh, as catastrophizing. And you kind of go through this loop of, you know, this is going to happen and then probably that's going to happen. Then something else is going to happen. Then something else is going to happen. And the thinking tends to speed up and it ruminates around our heads and gets faster and faster. And and all of a sudden we're quite some distance from, from the actual situation that we are facing, the facts of the situation. So the insight and that I got from chatting with the coach was, but that's all in your imagination. That's all in my, you know, I can get quite elaborate with some of that. Uh, quite, you know, quite thoughtful, creating situations that, as I say, are just, just quite elaborate. Uh, and, you know, the coach pointed out, well, if you can do it for that version, why can you not do it for a positive version of that? So this is where consciously choosing to shift the thinking, to shift the approach to something that's uh, more positive in its outlook, where instead of overly dwelling on things that have happened in the past that maybe have not gone so well, consciously thinking about, well, what went right? How did that help? How might it help? Because uh, sometimes things can look, can look pretty pretty uh pretty challenging pretty difficult in the short term but maybe in the medium to long term those things are actually quite useful and quite helpful and in terms of projecting into the future instead of dwelling on you know something i want to achieve and thinking well this is it might not work out as i would ideally like thinking about well what would happen if it did work out how i would ideally like what could that lead to how could that how could that project uh, you know what I do on on from where I am today, and really getting into a positive cycle rather than the uh, catastrophizing cycle. So there are a number of ways that you that I've explored and experimented to be able to do that over the years, and some I've used with with other people, uh, and some of them have got benefit. And I think the thing with this is it can take time, particularly if you've um, spent many, many years dwelling on perhaps the more negative outlook of, of the way things have been or the, th- the way things could be. So it can take a bit of time and not every approach and idea is, is going to work um, as effectively for everyone. So, you know, finding just like most of the topics I talk about on the podcast, finding the ones that work for you uh, is, is trial and error game. And uh, yeah, and just spending a bit of time consciously thinking that about that and having some some tools, some approaches for to, to drop back on uh, to help shift our thinking is something that, that perhaps is, is worth a bit of our time. So uh, here are four of my ideas uh, of the or approaches that I, I use. Uh, I don't use them every day for sure. And I don't use them uh, for every situation. So, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't use all four for every situation. But I'd use probably a couple and maybe a combination dependent on the circumstances that, that I find myself in. So number one, instead of thinking about, you know, if I've got something pretty significant to uh, approach and something I'd like to achieve, instead of dwelling on how far I've got to go and becoming or a tendency to become perhaps a little bit overwhelmed with what needs to be done, how would I, you know, how could I uh, make the progress that I'd like to, to, to achieve? The approach I adopt is to really double down on and start writing down what have I gained 
rather than what the gap is. And by doing that, you know, a bit like, I don't know if any of you have ever done uh, perhaps some walking, um, you know, uh, up, you know, hiking up, up a hill. And, you know, if you're just focusing on the on the summit that you're going for, it can look quite a way off. But when you look back down from where you've come from, you realise how far you've actually travelled. This is a good example of that. So, you know, what have you gained versus what is the gap that you still need to achieve? And again, that can just get the fresher, uh, more positive thinking going. And, and what comes from that, you know, can be really interesting. Uh, it just gets you in the right frame of mind and, and perhaps equally as important, just interrupts the negative um, catastrophizing version of, of the thinking. The second idea I will uh, will use, and this is probably one that I probably use the most, uh, is what if it went, went right rather than what if it went wrong? Yeah, I mean, that is so simple, isn't it? And so obvious. However, um, yeah, unless I consciously do that, I... Yeah, I rarely would go go for that. I would probably focus on, you know, what if it went wrong? What were the risks associated with that? And there are all sorts of reasons why, uh, you know, some some of us find ourselves in that position. Some of that about is our as our conditioning that we've had throughout our lives. Maybe some of our upbringing is going to influence that. Maybe some of the the jobs we've we've had and the roles we've taken on, the the life experiences that might tend to draw us more towards. Uh, the risks. So if you're in that situation, uh, yeah, but just having the thing of, okay, so what if it went right? What would I then be able to achieve? And that again, just shifts that thinking. The fourth, uh, sorry, the third idea, uh, being able to count, uh, the third idea is, uh, so it, what if this helped rather than hindered? And where would that lead to? So this is something I often do when working with people and we do an audit of their environment and we talk about you know, what are the things that we've got in our environment that are helping us versus hindering us. And this is just another extension or a different application of that same, that same kind of approach and technique. So in this situation, you know, we've, we're choosing uh, or hopefully deciding on something that we would like to have happen, really writing down all of the things and get them all out of our heads as many as we possibly can. Sometimes I will set a number deliberately and make that quite a big number. So what are the 50 things that could help by achieving this thing? Now, occasionally, yeah, I might get to the 50. Maybe I'll run out of ideas at about 30. However, what it does is it forces me to think a little bit harder than just the obvious, quite surface level ideas. And, uh, you you know, up to 10, you're probably on the surface. I tend to find and interested if you uh, end up experimenting with this particular one, it'd be great to hear your experience of it. I tend to find after about 10, my thinking will slow down and I need to be a bit more deliberate when thinking about how will this thing help. And I find that that quite interesting. Some of the more insightful things come in the later the later uh, elements of the exercise there will obviously be a few at the beginning because they're the most obvious things but some of the perhaps tangential benefits that i might be able to achieve by something happening uh, they tend to come a bit later so yeah allow allow a bit of time to do that which is another approach rather than coming up with you know 50 ideas um set a clock set, set a stopwatch uh 
you know, I, I'd randomly, partly because seven is quite a lucky number for me, I'll set a timer for seven minutes and just say I'm going to write for seven minutes. Now, I don't consciously uh, and actively write solidly for seven minutes, but I'll keep my focus on that question for that seven minutes and then just see what comes up. Can be uh, can be really uh, insightful and super interesting. So yeah, so that's you know how will this help, not hinder. And then the final one, I don't know where I heard this word. I, I, it's probably on a podcast. Maybe I read it. So apologies to whoever came up with it, uh, but I really like it. I think it's quite interesting. So um, sometimes, uh, particularly when I, I work with people and I, you know, for transparency again, you know, I can find myself in this situation. I'm quite paranoid about certain things. And uh, so what if we were to flip that on its head and talk about pronoia? So this is a positive version. So all of the things, again, these are just uh, uh, flavours of the same type of approach, really. But what are all the things that could go right, rather than thinking in a quite paranoid way, all of the things that could go wrong? So pronoia. Uh, yeah, I don't know. As I say, I don't know who that came who came up with that first, but I certainly like it. I think it it kind of. Uh, injects a bit of uh, a smile on my face when I think of the word because it's it's a bit silly, isn't it, really? Anyway, uh, so they are the four approaches that I use, four ideas. Uh, just to recap, uh, that's the focusing on the gain, not the gap. What if this went right, not wrong? How will this help, not hinder? And adopting a position of pronoia, not paranoia. Okay, so... Uh, a, 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 probably a little bit of a shorter episode this week. I hope that's of some use. Again, super interested. Any thoughts, comments, ideas that you might have, please uh, do drop me a line. I love uh, getting and hearing from you. Uh, email address is Damien, D-A-M-I-A-N, at effectivechallenge.com. Uh, please, if you haven't done already, uh, subscribe to the podcast, however you, you, you get your, your podcast from, be that Apple or, or Android or Spotify. Certainly, uh, Spotify seems to become more, uh, more prevalent now, uh, with podcasting. I've certainly hear uh, quite a few people saying they get their, their podcasts through, through Spotify. So if that's your game, uh, please search out Effective Challenge. It is on there. And uh, if you think other people might benefit from this, uh, that I would be super appreciative if you could pass the, the podcast on and recommendation. If, um, if for some reason uh, you don't have a regular uh, podcast provider, you know, most of them, I think all of them are pretty much free. If not, all of the podcasts, including the whole of the back catalogue, are available on the Effective Challenge website, which is effectivechallenge.com. Okay, uh, that's it for this week. Uh, I hope you have a healthy, happy and productive week coming up. And uh, yeah, bye for now. Stay well.